magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Yeah, we did it right this week, Chrissy V. Welcome, everybody, to the Fantasy Empire, starring Chris Vaccaro and a guy who talks in two-minute intervals. Thank you all for joining us. How's it going? Hey, Chris, how are you? Oh, we talked about it before the show, but tell everyone else. Nando, it took you until week 15 to get the opening right. I'm actually proud of you, my friend. Good for you. I'm doing great, Nando. Um, To answer your question, not to cut you off for the first of many times this show, uh, but... Doing well. Uh, I'm ready for the playoff run here. Um, it was uh, an exciting week 14. Another uh, another crazy week of injuries that uh, affected our fantasy teams and lineups going into the fantasy playoffs here. We'll get into that and a lot of other things. But Nando, how was um, how was your week 14? Did you did you get uh, some of your playoff teams in? Is there too much on the screen right now? Way to answer the question. I, uh, I, it was, you know what? It was okay. Uh, I'm still like, okay. None of your, that. none of your teams advanced to the playoffs. I no, get it. No, you don't no, have to BS everybody. Everybody knows that you don't have any fantasy playoff teams. So no, actually I got a buy in the CBS draftathon league that I, I think I talked about this on the show. I drafted my team using Dave Richards rankings because he was right next to me in the draft. So, so you get no credit for this, but I didn't tell him exactly. Yeah, I'm not going, I'm not going to, yeah. I had a good bench, but, uh, as like as we're going along, like every round, like by the fourth time I snaked one of his players, like I I literally took the next guy up on his rankings. Yeah. And this should actually talked about like what a great expert Dave Richard is because he sticks to his rankings so hard that he sent me a text and he goes, Nando, like you're stealing all my guys. These are excellent picks. I'm like, oh thanks, man. And by like the seventh round, I got a fu from him and he figured out nice. what I was doing. Nice. Um, well, good so luck I, to I've you in that, Nando. Since. Yes, good luck like, to you Dave, in that in that league. Well, I told Dave, like, help me manage this because, like, I stole all of your players that you would have had on your team that would have made the playoffs. Basically, the typical Nando, I'm not doing anything here. Run this team for me, and I'll take the credit for it at the end of the year. No, it's for charity. Uh-huh. Oh, so charity is this thing when you uh, give money and gifts and things to people who are less fortunate than you. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Nice I'm sorry. I should have let you know nice that. Try, nice try trying to make me look like a bad guy that doesn't <laughs> donate to charities and stuff like that. <laughs> Good try. <laughs> the male bartender fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good good joke. Year year 12 of the same joke. All right, Nando, let's get into <laughs> let's get into could some be someone's fantasy first time football. watching the show. Could be first time someone watching the show. Let's get into a lot of fantasy football talk here, Nando. I'm excited, like I said, for these fantasy playoffs. Um and, and let's get into it. Hey, first of all, I want to shout out our friend Joey Brown. Talking about making the playoffs. Yes, Joey, Joey Brown. Brown. Dude, congratulations. Great year Joey. for Joey Brown. He finished top five in the uh, NFFC primetime and won his league. So uh, our boy Joey Brown having a, a huge year. And, um, you know, hopefully he can uh, make a run here for the next three weeks. So shout out to Joey Brown. Let's talk uh, about Chris E.V. and what he wants to talk about, which is actually the top stories anyway. Week 14, bad injuries. Again, like, again, like I mean, like. Teams are transformed right now, Chris, right? Like, if you had the wrong players, your team could be totally wiped out. You could have been, like, a nine-win team going into the playoffs. And you're like, oh, well, like, I've got to, like, make some serious adjustments here. Yeah, well, I think, Nando, like I said in the beginning, I think the last two weeks here completely changed your outlook of your whole entire season and going into these fantasy playoffs with a lot of red-hot players that you no longer have. I mean, we just lost uh, Justin Herbert this past year. 
week and people might say, all right, you know, that how big of an injury is Herbert, you know, but a lot of people had Herbert rostered uh, going into the fantasy playoffs. Yeah. He was a top seven or eight fantasy quarterback. And, you know, yes, that's a huge loss for, for teams, but it also takes maybe Keenan Allen along with them and this offense, you know, uh, CJ Stroud, he's concussed. He took yeah. a big hit. Uh, I'd be a little surprised if he, uh, shows up this week for the first week of the fantasy playoffs, and what does that do? It and and along with Nico Collins. Well, what if he was in? Yeah, I'm saying, what if if, if he was in? Would you still be hurt? like? Well, look at the Texans' offense. The Texans' offense in the last two weeks lost Tank Dell, Stroud to a concussion, and Nico Collins probably for a few weeks to uh, this calf injury. So we went from a red hot offense going into the fantasy playoffs that everyone had shares of these guys that you want to take into this three week playoff run at the high stakes level. Um, and even in, you know, your home leagues. Okay. These guys were rostered everywhere. And now, you know, you're, you're not going to have a couple of these guys. Okay. Keenan Allen was on everyone's roster. I think uh, in the FFPC, the top seven teams overall all have Keenan Allen on their roster. Did you read that okay. on the screen? Are you trying to steal Anthony stat? Uh, Oh, well, look at that. Yeah. I mean, that was on the screen that for like is, a minute, for a literal you, minute. Nanda, do you believe – I did not even see that. I was just – that's pretty crazy. I did not even see that uh, tidbit, but I was just talking because I heard it yesterday. Um, so, you know, and not to say Keenan Allen is like, you know, dead and buried, but he also has a little bit of an ankle injury right now going into the Thursday night. Yeah. He hasn't practiced the last two days. But that aside, let's assume he plays. It's not like he's an automatic zero. Easton Stick came in and, and targeted him heavily. I just think the, the um, you know, the the way you view Keenan Allen for these playoff weeks now as either wide receiver, you know, one, two or three overall that, you know, is the the is the lead guy on your team and the possibility of getting 30 fantasy points from him in a week or two and carrying you to an overall championship. You have to lower your expectations now, just like a lot of these other guys, um, you know, just like we looked at Jamar Chase a couple weeks ago when uh, Burrow went down. So a lot of teams are getting affected. And when I sit back and look at, you know, I think this is a, a year unlike many others in the past. I just don't know who the hot players are that you want going into a three-week playoff year other than a small handful. I mean, C.D. Lamb is the automatic answer at receiver. Right. And Christian McCaffrey at the running back position. And at quarterback, you're looking at a small handful of guys. If you don't have Dak. Uh, if you don't have, um, you know, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Brock Purdy, these four or five quarterbacks right here, these are the the small group of guys that you need. It's it's very uh, it's a very weird year because of all the injuries. So it's going to be interesting these next three weeks. How about how are you personally? Uh, I don't mean like you have the flu or COVID. I mean, like, how are your teams personally? Are you, are you, I mean, you had some bad luck mid season, if I remember this correctly. Yeah, I took a lot of, I took a lot of injuries this week. I think my year could have been a lot better, Nando, um, especially in my NFFC primetime teams. Uh, I, I didn't get as many teams I, that I wanted in, but I was very successful in my private dollar leagues. And my biggest hit, uh, I won the NFFC Diamond regular season record and points total. That was that's my biggest league. I advanced in my new. Wow! Super. Congratulations, I, man. Thank you, buddy. That was a that's a big hit for me. Uh, so I won the diamond. I won the NF uh, the New York Super 
uh, regular season title, my two biggest leagues, and I advanced in the uh, New York Super Auction playoffs as well. So what do you complain uh, about every week, man? You're doing great. I always complain. I always complain. But uh, These yeah, are all leagues without Edelman in them, though, right? No, it's funny. Uh, speaking of your boy, Mark Edelman, right? No. <laughs> Uh, my, there's a, there's a lawyer friend, named Mark Edelman. And my friend Mike Edelman. Mike Edelman had a shout-out to Mike. Mike had an unbelievable season. He's just a great player. Huge season. Uh, if you look, it's all on the site. But Mike advanced most of his teams, whether it was in the primetime or, or, or diamond uh, or in um, you know private leagues. Mike Edelman, I just want to give a shout-out. I know we're a high-stakes, uh, you know, um, centric show but Mike well, one of Mike Edelman, Mike Santos, Nelson Sousa, Frank Mamela, uh, Matt Shepard. These guys had monster monster seasons. So shout out to all these guys. Uh you know, congratulations to them. And uh I'm trying to get my uh I'm trying to get mine in the uh the fantasy playoffs here. So let's get uh let's get back to fantasy here, bud. We'll all be rooting for you. Mm-hmm. Chrissy V. Let's do it. Yes. Uh, all right. You want to talk about the players we actually trust heading into the fantasy playoffs. And here's where I have a problem. Uh, mm. I sent a list of questions, and you said it was all garbage, but it was really kind of based on can we trust, like, Ezekiel Elliott. And I know you like talking about the dude's way up, but if you've lost some players. Not at all, Nando. Nando, stop, stop with the false propaganda. Is it propaganda? Zeke Elliott, 27 touches last week, Nando. And it makes me sick because as a Ramondre Stevenson owner in a couple big spots, that yeah. should have been his touches, and I don't think we're going to see Ramondre Stevenson this week for the first week of the playoffs, and maybe even in week 16 or 17 with a high ankle sprain. And even if he comes back, I don't know if we could trust him. So to your point, Zeke Elliott is one of these guys that was probably sitting on your bench all year long, and all now year. you can bring into your starting lineup, and this team has nothing offensively, and not only is he going to get 15 to 20 carries every week here going forward as the only option, on this Patriot offense, but he's going to get the five to 10, you know, checkdowns every week. And Bailey Zappi looked more than capable of doing that. So we talk about volume every week with running backs. I think Zeke Elliott, uh, he's got a tough matchup this week uh, versus the Chiefs. He's 10-point dogs. They're, they're 10-point dogs, and the Chiefs are going to be real pissed coming off the this loss uh, versus Buffalo this past week. But Zeke Elliott's locked in as an RB2 now for the playoff weeks, uh, as long as Ramondre Stevenson doesn't show back up, which I don't think he does, like I said. But, you know, you can't ignore those numbers. And Zeke actually passed the eye test. He looked pretty good last Thursday night versus Pittsburgh. Well, I mean, imagine, like, I mean, I know everyone talked about, oh, it's a line. It was a line all this time in Dallas. And then, like, when he started to suck a little bit, they're like, oh, well, you know, he was just a product of a good line. But, I mean, imagine like a very rested Ezekiel Elliott right now who's got talent and isn't as old as everyone thinks he is. Just like yeah. destroying deep. I mean, he's going all out with fresh legs, right? Like this is like a yeah, this is like almost like a reborn Zeke Elliott you're getting just when you need him. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's get he pretty much has a three week, three or four week uh trial uh show out uh showdown to get paid next year and, and yeah. to have somebody else sign him or or or, or what, you know, the Patriots uh you know, they should have traded him at the deadline, seen what they can get for him, a veteran running back, send him off to a, you know, a team that needed some help. Zeke on the, uh, on the Chiefs right now, if he, if they sent him there to back up Pacheco, they, it would have been looking pretty good. But uh, Zeke's going to stay in the league based off of these performances here. 
You know who's a guy I thought we could trust? And I think mm-hmm. there's actually a question. Uh, Ray on Facebook brought this up. Zach Moss, I thought, was like, so I'm like, oh, great. Zach Moss is back. Here we go. And yeah. then no, uh, not quite. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it hasn't been great these last two weeks, but the volume is there. Uh, he's getting, you know, all the touches in the backfield. And I'm not throwing in the towel on Zach Moss. I know I saw yesterday in the last two weeks, he's had zero explosive runs. And that's concerning to me. But I'm still going to go right back to him, Nando, just based on, you know, his snap percentage and the amount of touches and the matchup at home this week versus Pittsburgh, who we just saw Zeke Elliott carve up and the touches for Zach Moss should be, you know, rushing and receiving. He he should be in that 20 to 25 touch total range. So I don't know how you go away from Zach Moss this week. Uh, But yes, I think sometimes what happens is in the situation, these last couple of weeks, we look at it and go, okay, we're going to get the Zach Moss, uh, that we got earlier in the season, everybody expected to get 25 fantasy points. And then, you know, it, it turns out to be what it, what it was. He got stopped on the goal line a couple times. He actually had a touchdown called back. Uh, those are all things you got to factor in as well, but uh, I'm going right back to Zach Moss. This You week. had a, you had a good question here that I want to get to after we hit this break uh, really quick. Okay. You know, what builds had the advantage? I think that's kind of important. Like, I mean, like, I would actually like to see like the last five years of strategy builds and like, what, like, is there a is there a trend of something that worked out? But just give us a second. Um, we're going to play a sound effect, and then a quick break to shout out rival, and uh, then we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Rival Fantasy. Rival Fantasy, the coolest fantasy platform not enough people know about, but they will once I'm done, baby, because they're always innovating. They just rolled out seasonal leagues. We set them up for patrons, for our listeners, and they funded over $1,000 in payouts. That's what Rival's all about. They're always innovating. They already had the fantasy book where you can take overs and unders, stack them up, multiply your payout, but then they added challenges so you can set your own lines and put them out there for the community and then you can browse the community's lines and say hey this guy's crazy i'm gonna take the other side it's cool and they have fantasy bingo rival fantasy is reminding me how much fun i can have with fantasy football and use that promo code player the promo code is player they give you a 100 instant deposit match plus 25 dollars plus a free play that promo code is player for up to 125 dollars in deposit bonus and a free play you can't beat it. We're back, everybody. Uh, all right, let's talk about these builds, because I know you are the guy who invented the zero RB theory, even though oh you deny it all the time. Um, you know, and so, some people, I mean, I know increasingly people are looking at their strategy and the builds, and, you know, I took three wide receivers first, and then I took a running back, uh, you know, in the fourth round, then my tight end, blah, blah, blah. Um, and let's get tight ends in here because I think that's kind of important in the context of like what Travis Kelsey's been up to and stuff like that. You know, like if you're building where you take your tight end, I mean, we've been on such a roller coaster ride with tight ends this year too. So let's just there. Uh, let's let's not really. I mean, yeah. Now the the funny thing is, as we enter the fantasy playoffs here, I think tight end is actually the best it's ever looked, um, at the best position it's ever been in. Yeah, you know, we're so deep at tight end. I mean, Kelsey hasn't been the Kelsey of past years and everything, but I mean, 
you go through the list, there's a solid 10 or 12. And now we have the emergence of Evan Ingram with the Jags. He's put up two huge weeks uh, with Christian Kirk on the shelf. Uh, he looks like a, a top five tight end for the fantasy playoffs here. I love Isaiah Likely. Uh, the yeah. fact that he could get down the field with Lamar Jackson hitting him for that long touchdown play, I think he's in, in play as a top eight tight end. And then you have the you know the the regulars. I'd be a little worried about Dalton Kincaid here going forward. He picked up a shoulder injury, uh, but we're getting Trey McBride back in after his bye week. Uh, and then you have the usuals, you know, Hawkinson, uh, Kelsey, Laporta. So tight end is pretty deep. Everyone looks to have a, a pretty decent tight end on their team as we head into the fantasy playoffs. But like I said earlier, I think the the real question is what does your other positions look like? You know, I don't know if you can win without one of those top five quarterbacks that we have. And, you know, I think the fantasy players are going to be littered with, with all Dak hurts, Purdy, uh, Josh Allen teams, Lamar Jackson, those five quarterbacks. If you don't have one of those five quarterbacks, I don't know how you win, but back to your original question, the, the builds, Nando, I, you know what? Everybody loves to talk about this question. What was the right build this year? What was there? There is no right answer. For that, Nando, there really is. You're the one who wrote the question. I don't think I wrote that question. Oh, no, really? Question. Yeah. What players do we actually trust heading into fantasy playoffs? Are there any elite options left? Weird year. Dot dot dot. Okay. What builds have the advantage? Question mark. I'm reading your question. Yeah. Uh, the question was more based on, um, you know, the players to trust, but we talked about that earlier. Oh, so like you know, uh, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Nando, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Kyron Williams. What running backs would you want, uh, you know, going into these playoffs? Which ones do you trust? I don't trust anybody ever. I I'm asking a serious question, Nando. Uh, like, what, what running backs do you think could lead you to a fantasy title outside of those two guys that you, that you see on rosters for the next three weeks and you say, oh, my God, he's got this guy. Like how about the, here's the an interesting to be one. intimidated with. I feel like Saquon Barkley. Now that the Giants offense has some semblance of like running and looks good. Yes. And I know the kind of coach Dayball is and they're yeah. winning, you know, like I think they were like one yeah. win out of a playoff hunt. Like Saquon Barkley, I think is now motivated. It's no longer okay. like, Hey, we're tanking for the fourth overall pick. It's like, we kind of make the playoffs, man. You know, like, and I believe in Tommy DeVito. So Nando, that's actually that? a great answer by you for the first time. Thank That's, you. You know, I think I think when you look at Saquon, now here's the problem. They play the Eagles um, in, in the following week, and that's not going to be a good matchup for him to run. But he could catch, you know, five or six balls out of the backfield. But after seeing Saquon on, you know, on Monday night, and, you know, I think we've all been worried about the offensive line, and, and you know, he has these games uh, this year where it looks like, all right, Saquon's back. And then, it, yeah. and then you have other games where it's like, uh, you know, he's just in a bad situation with a bad quarterback against a bad offensive line. But this giant team is getting momentum, and he's another one that is just, you know, he's going to get the volume. He's going to touch the ball 20 times. Yeah. So, you know, call, call it crazy, and I, I think a lot of people wouldn't throw out his name like you just did, but – I would say Saquon is right there in the top three or four at, at running back, The you know, these championship weeks. Problem is, Nando, how many Saquon Barkley teams advance to the fantasy playoffs? 
You know, it's yeah. kind of like the it's kind of like the Justin Jefferson question. You know, it's like Justin Jefferson comes back last week and unfortunately he gets banged up. But everybody was excited that he was coming back last week to an offense in a situation that looked unbelievable. And then the game plays out. He gets hurt. Dobbs all of a sudden turns into a pumpkin. He's gone now. Another quarterback uh, dilemma. Because everybody that had Dobbs thought, all right, I got this sneaky quarterback in this high-powered offense for the fantasy playoffs. That's out the window now, too. Um, but, you know, people are excited for getting Justin Jefferson in their fantasy playoffs. Now, it looks like he might play, and that still might work out. But, uh, you know, who's really got Justin Jefferson in the fantasy playoffs? Not many teams. You could have weathered that storm and gotten in as like a wild card, maybe. Sure, sure. Maybe. I'll but tell you, you had what. to draft yeah. well in the next three rounds. Uh, I mean, maybe this is wishful thinking because I own a lot of these, especially in my private dollar leagues that I base these teams around. But I'm really um, I'm, I'm loving what I see out of Debo Samuel lately. Uh, he's just put up monster numbers as well as the whole San Francisco passing offense here. <coughs> um you know, Debo and Ayuk would be a couple guys that I'd throw out there at the receiver position. But uh, you got to worry, like, Nando, Tyreek Hill gets banged up yeah. uh, this past We had to hold our breath, and that hurt me because it cost me a primetime uh, league title. Uh, I had Tyreek going on Monday night. I just needed a couple more points out of him, and then he gets hurt. So, Where'd you draft him in that league? Just out of curiosity. I, it's funny. I think I got him the latest out of anybody, and that was fifth overall. Nando, uh, I got really lucky getting him at fifth overall and um, he's been a dream. So other than, you know, CD lamb, Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, AJ Brown. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we view him as, as we did maybe three, four weeks ago, especially with everybody that came back into their offense. Uh, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough, Nando. I don't know what other receivers are like get you excited. We have Keenan Allen, like I said, he's banged up and he's got the quarterback issue. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, Nando, he was automatic. Now he's had two off weeks, and yep. this Lions offense seems like it's taken a huge step back. Okay. I want to get back to the Lions offense in a little while, but um, you I'm know. sure you'll talk your way over there. You don't need me. Yeah. yeah. Stefan Diggs, Nando, uh, he's had a terrible last month you know these are all elite players that you expect to see on fantasy playoff teams and carry you for three weeks now can they turn it around and blow up for these weeks sure but i'm just saying guys like you know that we look at differently heading into these fantasy playoffs jamar chase we had a had an off week this past week uh i'm not too worried about him but he, he, does, he have has some pretty bad uh, they, they don't have great matchups i'm not worried about chase but i yeah. think like well, I know he's got guys. Sneed. He definitely has Sneed in Kansas City in championship week. But, uh, you know, let's let's cross that bridge when we get to it. You know, I never yeah. doubt Jamar Chase. <clears throat> he's got good matchups these next two weeks. Um, so I'm fine with him. But, yeah, I, I, you know, the point is this, Nando. It's just I feel like in the fantasy playoffs you get there and, you know, there's a, a 12 to 15 guys that you see all the time on everyone's teams. And now it's like, if you see those certain names, they come with big question marks. You know, like I said, the Strouds, the her, you know, Strouds and Keen and Allens and stuff yeah. like that. So 
but but I, you know, Nando, I, I don't want to get off your your question. Uh, your question. Uh, what builds? No, well, sure. Uh, of your your builds that I think I think based on Kyron Williams, maybe Nando and. Um, I, I would have said and Tank Dell, but he's done now too. It would have been nice right. to philosophically, uh, though. That's the right answer. Yeah, it's what was the right answer? I, I mean, listen, uh, an elite wide receiver in week one, in in round one, followed by I, God. I we had I to get know. the right one. It couldn't be Jefferson or Cup right now, you know. But I mean, like the the yeah, I guess Tyreek if you had him early enough, but Tyreek was slipping yeah. all over the place. All I know is the right answer for all these builds was uh, Keenan Allen or in the early part of the third round or Debo Samuel in the late part of the third round. It's looking like right, yeah, right now. now. All right, let me ask you this. Combination. And, wait, and then and before and before and with some combination of Raheem Mostert or Kyron Williams late in the drafts uh, at running back. If you. Uh... If you say you say you say Debo Samuel, right? And just imagine a world where he was a little bit worse in weeks like you know, like three to eight, and now he's coming he out strong. But yeah, so like do you do you view him as a great pick now? Because let's say he he rattles off three 23 point games in a row. Like, are sure. you gonna be like, dude, I don't care what he did in three to eight? Like, and yeah. you know, I, I could weather that storm, but he got me the title because he came through in like weeks 15 to 17, weeks 13 to 16, let's even say. Yeah, I, I, that's a good question, Nando. Do you look at it? Oh, as look at that. I'm a fire. You are. You are. Um, he was good enough. He was good enough. I mean, he missed games with, with injury. Got to factor that in. And now he's put on, you know, a great performance. So how many guys were, you know, every week constant contributors in, in this office? It, like, we forget about it now, Nando. But even C.D. Lamb, like, had a rough start. Yeah. Now, yes. People uh, are falling all over themselves. And when you when you talk about, hey, what, what uh, wide receiver would you take as your guy going into the fantasy playoffs, the top, you know, wide receiver? Everybody, C.D. Lamb. What quarterback? Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott was benchable. He was he was not playable up until like mid-October. The two of them. Like, I mean, right. Lamb was better than Dak. He gave you enough. But C.D. Lamb w- was looked at that as a bust pick for the first five to six weeks. Just crazy how the season went. So there's not every week locked in fantasy automatic contributors this year. There really isn't. Um, it's just who's hot now. And I saw a lot of fantasy in, in my high stakes leagues. There was a lot of, uh, and I got to throw out Rashad White too, Nando. Okay. And I yeah. see players that had Dak, Rashad White, Lamb, these type of builds and combinations. And they were at the bottom. They were sitting in 10th, 11th place halfway through the season, the fantasy season. And now, boom, they got in the fantasy playoffs. There's a two-seed, a one-seed, a three-seed, whatever. And these are the red-hot players. And when you talk about running backs, I you know I know I'm jumping all around like I usually do, but uh, Rashad White has to be on that list of top five fantasy running backs you want heading into the playoffs here. Bijan Robinson, we talked about him last week. It was wishful thinking maybe on my part. I think he gets hot here and stays hot. He's He's been doing it now for a couple of weeks. Uh, they're giving him the volume. So there's, you know, six or seven running backs here that I think you want to have the ownership of as we go into the playoffs. But there's not like 12, 13, 14 running backs. It's not. It's a small little hub of guys at each position. You know, you want to Let me ask you. Yeah. 
a question. Sure. Bench strategy question. Okay. Uh, and you, I, it does. This is not into like depends on what else you have. This is like a, the fourth person on your bench. Because you mentioned Rashad White, and I remember we talked a little about Chase Edmonds, and then we got a couple questions I want to get to. Actually, yeah. just one question because I know you don't like Dynasty. Um, would you rather have Chase Edmonds? You're not. You're not the Rashad White owner. Would you rather have Chase Edmonds or Romeo Dubs on your bench right now going into these playoffs? Because I feel like the answer is Chase Edmonds. You're not – wait, say that. You're not the uh, you're not Rashad, Rashad White it, owner. It's irrelevant if you have Rashad White, but the Rashad White team either is out of it or uh, doesn't have Edmonds backing him up. You know, they got a weird bench. If Chase Edmonds is out there yeah. and you have Romeo Dubs on your bench, yeah, you're would asking you drop a, Dubs right now for Chase Edmonds? Yeah, you're asking a question that, that uh, you know – is in context you would need to know no no it's not no it's not i don't Uh, think that one sucks you're you're saying romeo i like to have uh backup running backs on my team by the way seventh consecutive week of a chase edmonds question for you new record it's a good question you know what's gonna happen he's gonna he's gonna have 120 yards after rashad white can go first five minutes this week to answer your question it would be edmonds but you you know when you you throw out edmonds or romeo dobbs it's like, do you have three good receivers and Dobbs would be your fourth on the bench, or do you have yeah. six great receivers I, so this is, and Dobbs is the seventh? So it's all context, Nando. You doesn't matter you know, though. That's the question. Sure, Wouldn't, it does. Like, 100% does. Not to me. Like, I'm taking, a, I'm taking a shot on a guy who could inherit a ton of touches if something happens to the mm-hmm. starter in the playoffs versus a dude you know, who's not I, doing anything. You know, like, I, like I, he's getting passed by other guys. Nando, at this point in the season, like, let's look at um, Ty Chandler. And Zamir White, okay? If you had these guys sitting on your bench uh, going into week 14 and they were the sixth running back on your fantasy roster just sitting there taking up space and week 14 starts and plays out. Now, Josh Jacobs looks like he's going to miss this Thursday game and who knows how much longer. Same thing with Alexander Madison, okay? Now, these are potentially two players that you can automatically put into your your team, okay? So you're – as always, one hit away from the starting running back. That's why we have all these guys. Right. Okay. That's what I'm um, saying. Wouldn't you rather so have yeah. that than some guy who's not performing for the Packers? Yes. But right. but we say that every week is you always want to have the, the backup running. If Rashad White goes down this week, we're going to be talking this week, next uh, next week at this time about, hey, I think I could slip Chase Edmonds in at RB2 this week. Uh, for the fantasy playoffs, I think he's going to get 15 touches. How do we do that with Romeo Dobbs, Nando? We would need to we would need to like lose automatic starters on our fantasy team at the wide right. receiver position. Now, side note on Romeo Dobbs because I am a Romeo Dobbs owner in one of my big leagues. I started him this week. Was disappointed. This is why I'm so shocked when you're walking when you're when you're watching the Packers. It just doesn't seem like Dobbs is so involved. And then you go back and you look, he played 56 out of 66 snaps and led the Packers receivers. Now, did he does he get as many touches and looks as Jaden Reed? No. Okay. <clears throat> I think Christian Watson uh, sits again because the way it looked when he went down a few weeks ago was not a one or two week injury and I'll be back. So, um and, and, and you get Romeo Dobbs, you look up, he's facing this Tampa secondary that everybody's abusing and, and picking on. So now, you know, does Romeo Dobbs, is he in play again this week? Yeah, but it comes with, uh, it, it comes with, you know, I, I'd be very, I'd be worried putting Romeo Dobbs in my uh, starting lineup. It's just Jordan Love want? just is not looking his way a lot. You drinking tea with honey? 
No, but I need to because yeah, you do. Yes, I'm you... fighting through it, and my throat's killing me. How about some uh, Ludens? Do you have Ludens? I do. Uh, uh, halls, halls. Yeah. How we'll about uh, Gatorade? You drinking Gatorade? If too, I can, you're also probably dehydrated. You know, I'm a vitamin water guy, uh, not a would... Gatorade. Yeah, yeah. Let's get a question from you. Patty. I'm just concerned about you. You've been coughing a lot, and I don't think it's disgusting a lot of people in the comments. Fighting, I'm fighting through it. It's championship uh, week. Uh, it's fantasy playoff uh, week, Nando. Chuba Hubbard or James Conner in a PPR? Oof. Uh, Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. How James about him? Conner's got the, James Conner's got the Niners uh, this week, and uh, see me next week. How about, How about Chuba James Hubbard Conner? on the trust scale? Chuba Hubbard, RB2. Should be playing on your fantasy teams. But I mean, can you try? Like, are you? Tr is he? Yeah. Can you I, trust I mean, him? Am I trusting him? He's got eleven point five points or whatever you're thinking of. Yeah, he's got he's got uh, some good matchups these next coming weeks, and uh, I'd be rolling Chuba Hubbard out there. Uh, do you want to? I think you have a couple more questions left. Actually, I think we hit everything on yours. How about Gabe Davis, Nando? Uh, what do you do with Gabe Davis? The same thing we've done for two years. He was a playoff hero, and then he's been up and down ever since. It's. Yeah, I, I think know, people remember his playoff performance, <laughs> and it just doesn't translate to weekly fantasy. He's Terry McLaurin. He, How about that? Who would you rather have, Gabe Davis or Terry McLaurin right now? Terry McLaurin. I, still I mean, that's not Terry really a ringing I, I, I still believe in Terry McLaurin uh, just based on him being the better player, the better receiver, the bigger talent, the wide receiver one on his team, although some weeks it doesn't show up. But I like the way it sets up for Terry McLaurin. Um you know, even this week, I'm I'm starting Terry McLaurin again versus the Rams in a game where the Rams should boat race. Um, you know, the, this uh, Commander defense. The commander defense is all part of that play. You know, the Commander defense sucks, man. man like really, really, and I mean, like mm -hmm. they suck, <laughs> and then they traded away their two best defensive players. Yeah, How yeah. About that? So, um, I you know. The Rams offense here, Nando, speaking of underrated offenses that could get hot for three weeks and lead you to a fantasy championship, first on my list would be this Rams uh, offense, it, it, you know, straight across the board. Is a hang on you Cooper Cup under, for you, though? You have to believe in Cooper Cup to believe that no, statement Cooper or Cup, no? No, uh, yeah, yes, yes, good question. Um, this it's is like the, the fourth offense. You must be sick. Yeah, I know, right? I know. Let's look at let's look at the Rams schedule for the fantasy playoffs here, Nando. <clears throat> Sorry for the listeners for me coughing, but my throat's killing me. Uh, this week you get at home Washington with their terrible defense. Uh, the second week you get the Saints at home again, <clears throat> and then you get the Giants go, in the championship week. Go get a go get a tea, and I'll I'll play another commercial or something. There it's we weird because it's like right in the back of my throat. You probably shouldn't be talking for eighty-five percent of a show. Then <coughs> take over, Nando. No, no, go ahead. I want you're on a roll. Go ahead. You're reading a schedule. <laughs> it's killing me. Uh, <coughs> Listen, we'll stop the show early today, everybody. Yeah, maybe, maybe we might have to. Um, Thanks for joining yeah. us. Good luck with your playoffs. See you later. <laughs> Thought I could fight through it. Maybe not. But those are the those are the schedules, and we got like we said, Kyron Williams as a as a top three fantasy running back. You have Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Uh, this upcoming week, I think they could both be viewed as top fifteen wide receivers. Okay. Yeah. And Stafford, who if I didn't, you know, if I didn't give you 
one of those five or six uh, elite quarterbacks for the fantasy playoffs that I've just talked about, and you said, give me somebody else for the next three weeks that you can have, I think I might tell you Matt Stafford based on the schedule and him having his two receivers back and, uh, and his offense. So, you know, we just saw it this past week in Baltimore, you know, I was super impressed by that. Uh, he, he can, he can carry two receivers. Uh, they went into Baltimore in bad weather outdoors, yep. Yep. put up 31 points against one of the elite defenses in the league. And he did it with ease. He was going up and down the field. It only gets easier now after going, uh, you know, playing Baltimore. So uh, I'm, I'm actually starting Stafford this week over Justin Fields. Do you think the Bears are going to make the playoffs? <clears throat> no. Mm-mm. Huh. And I'm pissed that my Giants won also versus Green Bay. It's just so, you know, I, 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 it makes me sick because this team's going to blow, um, you know, a, a top five fantasy pick top five uh, draft pick that they desperately needed to get an elite player and possibly yeah. an elite quarterback, even though I know you're all in on the Tommy DeVito train and who knows, maybe, maybe Tommy DeVito winds up becoming Brock birdie, uh, oh, you know, or something like that. Uh, I got the greatest Tommy DeVito story <laughs> idea of all time. I'll tell you off air. No, That's tell me I, now. Cause I'm dying. It to the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're going to end the show 45 minutes no matter what for the health and safety of Christopher J. Vaccaro. He needs, he needs to rest his voice. And he can't help him. Like, I, if I knew you were sick, I would have been like, hey, let's get Medica. And you would have been like, why? Because he likes to talk. Chris is questionable for Thursday Night Football. That's right, Joey. Joey, <laughs> I would say Joey I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there ready for Thursday Night Football, and I'm locked in for the playoffs. You know, you actually sound yeah, worse as the show goes along. You like now you have a I stuffy didn't realize nose. I haven't had to talk uh, this much uh, in the last two days since I've been sick. So uh, just shout at the gardeners that they missed a couple spots, and then uh... Nando, the Lions' uh, offense. Uh, we've taken a, a full one eighty look at this. You already talked about. It. I'm just saying, you know, the, the yeah. you know, uh, how do you, I, I'm not worried about them. I know a lot. Of, I hear a lot of panic in the people, uh, you know, on radio and podcasts uh, these last couple of days. I'm not worried about them as much. Uh, it hasn't been good the last three or four weeks. But uh, actually, I shouldn't say that because versus the Saints, they went into New Orleans. And I just think they're a team that <clears throat> it needs to set up. Uh, pretty well for the Lions offense, Nando. They need to be indoors, and they will be indoors for all three weeks of the fantasy playoffs. They get, they're get they at home versus the Broncos this week. Nice. They're at Minnesota in the Dome for the second week of the playoffs. And then they have that game that we're all excited about that I think a lot of fantasy championships will get decided on uh, in championship week, the Lions and the Cowboys in Dallas. So, um I'm still going to hitch my wagon uh, to this Jared Goff, Sam Laporta, Amon Ross, St. Brown, uh, three-man passing game. Look for Jamison Williams. I think I figured it out here, Nando. Uh, just talk a little lower. Oh, how, how about that? Throat. What a novel. Yeah. And just, a, you know, uh, side note. Um, you know, I, I think this offense is going to – I still think this offense is going to click these final weeks. And, and one of our uh, – uh, one of our listeners here brought up a good point. Their offensive line is taking a big hit. 
His name but is I'm Roy. still hitching. He has an name. Roy, yeah, Lions, yeah, and, and, and it's affecting them. Um, but these matchups are really good on paper, and I'm still going back to all these Lions players again. Not that you're going away from them, but I expect good fantasy production from all of them, and I'm fully confident on the Lions offense. Now, let's talk about another team real quick that I'm losing confidence in. They were my AFC Super Bowl pick, and after Monday night, I, I'm i like, whoa, I think I'm really wrong, and that's the Miami Dolphins, okay? I never saw a team uh, fall apart quicker. As soon as Tyreek Hill went down early in that game, this offense fell apart. Uh, their offensive line is banged up. They lost their starting center, Connor Williams. Uh, they already were banged up on the offensive line. I am truly worried about the Miami offense for these fantasy playoffs and for them as, uh, you know, an AFC championship representative. So really worried about And, and straight across the board, now, look at these teams. We were, we were hitching our wagons to some of these fantasy offenses all year long. Miami, the Lions, the Chargers, the Texans, the Vikings, okay? These were five of your top fantasy offenses and teams that we wanted all pieces of. And now they all come with huge question marks as we head into the fantasy playoffs. And I think that's the major storyline for fantasy football this year as we go into the fantasy playoffs. Injuries at the worst time possible. Exactly. Or, you know, Chris, maybe at the best time, you got to look at it like, hey, I was maybe facing the team that had a couple of these guys as the sixth seed. And, you know, I can win this game. And then that team with the bye got screwed. And they get mm-hmm. screwed again this week with a couple of players. And I could actually, you know, knock a couple of people off with my hot team here. Oh, I, I think I think in home leagues, you're going to see, and I would love to get a percentage of this, you know how many six seeds are going to win fantasy championships this year? Right. Uh, how many six seeds are favored over the three seed in the opening week of the playoff? It's all guys that weren't hot during the, the season and now are coming in. It is not the dominant team all year long that just boat raced everybody and is now still looking unbelievable as the one seed going right. into the fantasy playoffs, the overall. I'll tell you right now, I look at, uh, I think the the team, maybe he was the first or second, the team leading the overall in the primetime, in the NFFC primetime. He had C.J. Stroud as his starting quarterback, Nico Collins and Keenan Allen on his team. Like, all of a sudden, you know, if you're him, if you're him now, and and that's, and that's all the top teams in, in, you know, in all these playoffs, anybody could come from anywhere now. And I really think, um, you know, the the Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb combination is this year's uh, winning combination that you want as we head into these fantasy playoffs. But uh, you know, point is this, Nando. I just don't think if you were an elite team all year long, you're still feeling like I'm an elite team now as we go into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, thank you for wrapping up what I said, but taking five minutes to get there. You're this is your voice I'm concerned about, Chris. I'm fighting through it, buddy. We're good. What are you going to do after? Did you call out of work, regular work? Are you going to lay on your couch and watch some Christmas movies? No. DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins, let's let's wrap up with this. Uh, DeAndre yeah. Hopkins and Odell Beckham. I'm putting them in kind of the same bucket of, uh, yeah. you know, older dudes who we thought were washed uh, several weeks ago mm-hmm. who are not like Will uh, Will Levis has really transformed. I mean, like he's found his guy 
And what a surprise. It's like one of the greatest <laughs> wide receivers in modern times, right? Yeah. And then Odell uh, Beckham is just kind of, maybe he was shaking off rust. Maybe he's back into some kind of shape. Maybe he's getting his rapport with Lamar Jackson down. But um, what do you feel mm -hmm. about, you, you could, are you like on the same with both of those guys? Are you like, could DeAndre Hopkins be on championship teams? No, because nobody's going to have DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, it, again, if you slipped in with a DeAndre Hopkins team as like a six seed in home leagues, yeah. I don't think anybody well, has been on a bench. the overall champion. Yeah, all right. Listen, I, I don't want to like, well, now I got to start him. So let's just assume, the yeah. Uh, I just think these are two guys that you could bring into your fantasy line. I think we were all dying with DeAndre Hopkins in our lineup this year. But yeah. going into these fantasy three-week playoffs here, he gets the Texans two times. Uh, he'll probably get matched up a lot with Stingley. Uh, so that's not an easy matchup for Hopkins. But, yeah, the rapport is there, and they don't have much in this offense. Uh, I still don't, I, I'm still not loving – uh, you know, like Levis, I, I still don't think he's that great of a quarterback. Um, but in a tough matchup versus Miami on Monday night, they got the job done. And Hopkins produced on a lot of teams' benches because people didn't want to really start Hopkins this past week. But Hopkins, yeah, I would say he's probably a low-end wide receiver two, high-end three. And yep. uh, I'd be comfortable flexing Odell. Uh, or, or making him a mid to low range wide receiver three. Uh, I just think he's uh, going to be boomer bust uh, with this Ravens offense. And and uh, every week, I think it could be somebody different for for Baltimore. Uh, in my opinion, you know, you have uh, Zay Flowers and Likely there competing for targets. So, uh, and it seems like Beckham is just Beckham's going to need to come through with that deep. You know, either touchdown catch or a couple bombs each game. And maybe he is, you know. And I, I have high expectations for Lamar, honestly, and this Ravens offense through these fantasy playoffs here, Nando, just because Lamar Jackson was just like on the on the precipice of having a huge, huge year. All these all those weeks where Gus Edwards was running in touchdowns, if those became Lamar Jackson touchdown passes, we would have viewed Lamar Jackson totally different. Okay. Yep. Um and, and, you know, he put up 40 fantasy points this past week, NFFC scoring. Maybe he's the quarterback that gets really hot for these, you know, last week and straight through these fantasy playoffs here and uh, and carries this Ravens offense. You know, they're a great team. They're fighting for the one seed. And uh, they have a monster game versus uh, they have the Niners and the Dolphins in, in two of these three fantasy playoffs. So uh, tough Tough matchups, tough defenses, but you know they can they they could get into games where it's a 31-28 type of game with those two teams right there. You know, so they're not going to be able to like run all over these teams, and and Lamar is going to have to get it done himself with the ball in his hands. So uh, looking forward to look looking forward to what he does these next three uh, weeks. On that note, uh, we're going to call it a show. And let Christopher J. Vaccaro rest. We need Sounds you for next good. week, buddy. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll come back strong after the first week of the playoffs here, bud. Yeah, you sound like very enthusiastic and ready to do it, right? <clears throat> no, I'm just trying, man. <laughs> just, throw's just killing me, man. Check out press coverage later today. It's going to be awesome. Uh, uh, check out all our shows. Dear Miss Fantasy, still doing well. Uh, player profile in Espanol. 
I kind of like that guy when he emails every week to the group. I know you just delete everything immediately when you see weekly podcasting plan. You just blip, delete, blip, delete, so you don't know what's going on. But yeah. there's some interesting well, cool hosts on here. Good shows. I'm glad you're uh, you in the meetings. You've been keeping up with the meetings, Nanda? Oh, no, I don't get invites to meetings. I just see the plans. What about the invite? All. What about invite to the player profile or uh, – Christmas party. holiday party. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, that must have gotten lost in our mailbox. Oh, that got lost too. Hey, we're oh, gonna I have uh, tomorrow I'll night. Tell you, I'll tell you about the athletic party off air if you want. It's gonna be quite oh. the event that you can skip for the fifth straight year. Yes, yeah, I right. will be. All right, we gotta get out of here. Thanks. So, good luck. Hey, good luck in the playoffs. If yeah, you need man, anything at all, at Chris Vaccaro GST on Twitter, he's vowed to answer every single question. Um, through sickness. Well, check out my article. I answer questions in the in the article. Except you're not writing one this week. Nando, people loved your Rashad Penny comments last week you know, on the I, show. I, they you were, know, they were everybody was really loving it. Uh, got a you know a bunch of uh, people in the comment section going, "What's wrong with Nando?" and his Rashad Penny question. Our boy Joel even texted it right in our group chat. Said, "Wow, Nando." Great question with Rashad Penny. So it's because you. you cut it off before I could fully explain what constitutes mm. a bust. Like people have their bust lists, and people are putting Rashad Penny on the bust list. And mm. I'm like, he's not a he's not a bust. He's a disappointment, man. Like a bust is maybe like Cooper Cup. A disappointment is Rashad Penny. That's all. You still you still want to fight this fight? Shout out, Mike Edelman. We're out of here. Goodbye, everybody. We love you so much, Christopher Carroll. Get well <laughs> soon. Send him some hugs and.